this is CEO Chats, a candid and open convo about business as a female entrepreneur. Because not all CEOs wear suit ties and cufflinks. another episode of CEO Chats and today is going to be a conversations and chat with Nat. So today who I have on the show is Natasha from Afrogia. So if you're interested in fashion, you're in the fashion industry or you have a fashion boutique or you're just in love with just different types of fashion inspiration from overseas, this is definitely the episode for you. So I'm going to go ahead and allow Natasha to introduce herself. So how are you Natasha? I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good. So this is my first time ever interviewing someone that is out of the United States. So I am extremely honored in general just to have you on the episode. Um, so I'm very, very happy. Yeah. So <laughs> Natasha is actually in the United Kingdom. So this is like so <laughs> like oh London. my god I know, I know right so please 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 introduce yourself and actually what your brand is with Afrogia yeah so um I'm Natasha I guess I can describe myself I'm an artist a designer and a blogger and I also work um, as a research consultant um at a university at a research center in higher academia so I kind of span across a few industries but I, my brand Afrogia is basically archiving fashion and culture in Africa and the diaspora. So I'm, I aim to integrate fashion and design that's curated from across the world, um, wherever blackness kind of has dispersed historically or temporarily, and um, aiming to incorporate research, so knowledge of the African diaspora, different cultures. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm basing my work at the moment. Yeah, and I really do love that because when I first came across as far as your platform, it was just, to me, I, I'm the type, I, I love different prints. I love different inspirations and in how to wear things and, and things like that in general. Like I used to do fashion blogging, don't judge me. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know, right? You would never know. But um, I used to do fashion blogging when I first started and I used to go and look at the European fashion only because like... When I would research and at the time Pinterest wasn't even created, mm -hmm. I was on Blogspot or something or Blogger and on WordPress. And uh -huh. it was this app or, or something called Chic or Style Chic or Chic, chic something. And uh -huh. all of them were from England, the United Kingdom, all of these different areas. And so I learned how to match prints with polka dots and, and mm -hmm. um, all these different things. I'm like, where are they getting this stuff? And eventually <laughs> I had to like go to the thrift store and find some things to kind of, you know, inspire me to be like that. But I really always, always love the different types of ways that we as people specifically incorporate fashion into our everyday living. So mm -hmm. what was that moment for you? Um, realizing and, and taking in a passion for fashion, like, you know what, I need to create Afrogia, like, this is what I need to do. Um, I think, well, I've always really been interested in fashion. I've always been a really creative person ever since I was a child, but I kind of going into school and I, I kind of put that on hold. I've always had it as a side hobby, but I think there was one class where I took in undergrad, it was called Black Music and the Political Imagination, and it literally blew my mind. And so that's kind of where I was like, 
there's a lot more to the way we as people from Africa or from the Caribbean or have ties to have the melanin tie, um, that there's a really, there's a deeper meaning to it. It's not just for trend. I mean, it can be for trend. So I think that my, my longtime passion for it, and then me coming into a, a deeper critical thinking space of how, how fashion is used for social, for cultural reasons, for political reasons, for economic reasons. Like I think all that kind of came together, um, and I recently started Afrogia in, in January 2018. So I think it was just it was just a matter of time, really, before it kind of all came together. And I just mm-hmm. kind of put it in, put two and two together and, and kind of brought together a long term passion with something that I've studied um, for a while. That's interesting as far as like the growth, honestly, um, with the followings and, and things like that from just starting in January 2018. I think that's yeah. so, you know, so dope how how it grew. So what are some of like, as far as you setting, like I said, a, a, a actual platform for um, these different types of, of fashion inspirations, like what, um, what kind of tactics did you use to kind of grow your brand and to get whether they're fashion influencers or social influencers kind of involved in, in mm-hmm. what you do? Um, well, I think. I really focused on defining what the purpose of my my brand and what I wanted to accomplish. I mean, it has to be something I was like, okay, it has to be something very niche. It has to be something that hasn't done before. But I also was doing it out of passion and out of love. So it wasn't it didn't come that that difficulty to me. So I think I, I edited I, one way that really helped me define really what I was doing was editing my Instagram bio over and over and over. I know it sounds really silly, but to have to be able to concisely put out what you're aiming to do in a few words, it really helped define kind of what I wanted to accomplish. And also starting with, um, I designed my own logo as well. I'm really, I have some graphic design background as well. So, um, really starting from the basics, just coming up with a mission, developing the website and branding myself with a logo all around, um, this long-term passion that I've had, um, really finding my niche. I think that was finding my niche through my passion was really kind of where it all started. Thank you for saying that. I always <laughs> talk about this all the time. You have to find your niche and you also have to leverage what you already have. Like, yes, I, when I started, yeah, when <laughs> I first started, um, well, I have house of shell boutique and that's where I custom design denim. So, I found nice. a yeah, I found a love for denim through that way of just fashion and I'm like I'm denim never like retires. Like I don't care how mm-hmm. old you get. Denim just never gets old. Um yes. and so like you said, like I have or you have a degree or you have a understanding of graphic design, web development, all these other different things. Like at some point we have to start using our yeah. using our what we already have to create what we, what our vision and what our dream is. So I'm so Mm -hmm. happy you mentioned that because it's really to me, especially like working or even having the CEO chats and speaking about how you get to this level is you have to look inside yourself and say, what can I do to make my dream possible? Exactly. I I know other people can help me, but in all totality, nobody sees my dream the way I see it, but me. So if I could make my, you know, my, my platform or, or, or whatever I'm trying to do, you know, really, really about me, what can I do? So I'm, I'm really happy that, like you said, you actually found 
your love for what it is. And then you kind of made that into what Afrogia is. So that's really great. Yeah. yeah. And I was, I think I was also really tired of, I mean, you know, you have the, the jobs like the, in the public or private sector and they each have an, they each have an, I mean, you obviously take a job because either you need the money or there's an aspect of it that you want to grow into, but they don't necessarily always fulfill kind of the wholehearted thing of what you want to accomplish. So I think it was also a combination of finding the niche and what I'm passionate about with taking little aspects from each job experience that I've had and kind of culminating that and putting it together into something that I want to show the world. So I think that's kind of also that propelled like taking aspects from other experiences, professional experiences that I've had as well. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I always tell people that all the time. It's like, you know, (laughs) I have a degree and, you know, I have a degree and then I also had the, the corporate experience. And so. You, 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 you have to use that and use what you know to actually get to what you're trying to do. Like all of my years mm-hmm. of working and building websites and doing all this other different stuff for other people. It's like, I can be doing the same thing for myself exactly. and I can save a lot of time and a lot of money by just utilizing what I already have or, mm-hmm. or, you know, networking that always works as well. Yeah, that's very true. Networking is great. And I think that's also, um, something that would help. I mean, any platform, I guess any aspiring entrepreneur is to really just network and put yourself out there. I think um, at one point, I think everybody kind of faces maybe not having a job. So that un- that <laughs> that experience of unemployment kind of, for me personally, it really propelled my networking skills and just putting yourself out there in a way that you wouldn't necessarily, like if, you, if you're in a comfort zone, I feel like you, you kind of can be la- a bit lacking on, on the networking. And so putting yourself in a space where you really force yourself to present yourself. I, again, I think that goes back to being able to really communicate what you want to accomplish and what you're, what you're bringing to the table in a really short pitching kind of way. Um, networking is a really great opportunity to do that. So that's something I've been also working with as well. Yeah. So as far as like the, the features and, and stuff like that about, you know, um, Afrogia, how did you go about structuring how the, the social media would look? How did you mm-hmm. go about saying, okay, well, I'm going to reach out to this person and, and that person. Like, how did it, how did you go about creating like a science and a system behind your business? Um, well, I think to start, it was a, it was trial and error <laughs> to be honest. And then, and then over time I began to develop and develop my own aesthetic that I wanted to present online. And that would include, you know, from my, my logo to how the, how I communicate, um, you know, the history of whatever piece I'm showing or what a brand stands for, or the history of a country or how it relates to this idea of the African diaspora. So I really wanted to curate it all around those themes. And so, um, I, yeah, I think over time, the aesthetic just kind of came, I I, I never put anything out there that I wouldn't wear myself or that I don't actually own. So everything you see on my social media, I would actually, I would own it. So I think it's very much, it's a very personal project, um, which I think helped me because I think as I've grown older, I've developed my own personal style that um, I can say that I'm proud of because I've, 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 I I, I've seek to learn more about what goes goes into a piece uh, or a designing or um, an article of clothing or an accessory, etc. Um, and so currently right now, I really am interested in bold, bright colors, but that are offset by neutral tones. But 
but the baseline of any piece that I do select is that it is either made by somebody in the African continent or somebody from the diaspora. So that could be um, an African-American designer in New Orleans or a Congolese Parisian or a Afro-Brazilian in Sao Paulo. So like there is that connecting thread that also really drives the aesthetic behind Afrogia. That's really great. And I love that. Like, you know, like you said, I don't want to put a product out there that I wouldn't per se put on myself. Right. And that itself creates a, a, I guess you could say identity for mm-hmm. your brand. Like it's something strategic and it's also, you know, chosen. So I really, really like that. And looking at it, I think that's why I probably got the feel that I, I got because it's like consistency. Consistency is definitely key. You know, like you said, if I don't, if I don't, you know, pick something out of my closet that I wouldn't necessarily wear, you know, I wouldn't want that for my brand because I speak for my brand or, you know, I would be the face of my brand if anybody wanted to collaborate or meet. And, you know, how could you, you know, put something up? It's like, you know what? I don't necessarily like it. I can't really talk about it and, 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 and create the content for it. You know, how would that Mm -hmm. help me? And I think that's something that as far as anyone that's listening, and they're trying to get into this industry or they're trying to start like a, a, a lifestyle brand or platform brand that is really, really needs to be signature to what you believe for your brand and what you believe personally, because that's just going to help you keep your passion and, you know, enlighten, you know, what you love to do. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, so as far as... <clears throat> As far as for like the the brand moving forward, what are some things that you want to start introducing and and doing more of or or just start um, incorporating within Afrogia? Um, Well, definitely collaborations. You mentioned that earlier. I definitely am interested in more collaborations. So whether that be with designers, photographers, models, um, all based around kind of what Afrogia is aiming to do and aiming to promote um, culturally and socially and design and creative wise. Um, I'm definitely interested in collabing. Um, currently, I'm collabing with a few designers at the moment. Um, so stay tuned for future posts on my website and Instagram. Hey. Um, and yeah, and that goes <laughs> coincides with growing my blog and creating more original content. And I do plan on having my own Afrogia line. So that is coming soon. Yeah, I'm currently designing a few products and that will hopefully coincide with a pop up shop in London. So if any of your listeners are in London, look forward to that probably in the next 2000 next year in 2019. Okay, that's great. I, I love that. And, and then it's like if you come out with a line, you already have the seating as far as the followers and the people interested mm-hmm. to buy it because now you have built this this kind of lifestyle that this is the type of yes. clothes you should wear or this is how you can wear this. So now when we're introducing these products. We're going to tell you how to wear them and then we can also supply you with them. That is so yes. dope. Yes, I love that. <laughs> I love that. So I'm going to go and kind of get into the little lightning round. So basic, okay. basic <laughs> that I feel like are in dire need. So okay. if someone or some female or male, whoever is out there and they're wanting to become something similar as Afrogia, what would be your advice to them and how to get started? Um, I would say don't wait because waiting only limits your ability to grow your platform, your ability to put products out there or put, put, to put services or whatever it is that you're trying to do out there, I think. And also learning by trial and error, like don't be afraid to do that because I think that can hinder a lot of people. If you don't know where to start, just try something and it doesn't work, try something else and try again. 
Um, yeah, I think just don't wait. I know that sounds kind of corny, but I think learning from personal experience, um, I shouldn't have waited. I should have just done it and I did it and I'm, and I'm pleased that I have. And I think it's only like in the feedback and also the feedback that you get will be so unexpected. And I think that also can drive and encourage you to put out more. So just don't wait and just put yourself out there and make sure you're merging again, your niche with your passion. And and that's what kind of will, will drive it. Great. I think that's definitely somebody that's really going to listen to that and take in consideration as far as that advice, because I I just really think the the niche is the most important like ingredient to you becoming doing what you have to do. So uh, the other question that I have or the other question that I feel like it was part of the lightning round is what are some do's and don'ts in moving within a fashion? um, I guess you could say fashion blog or fashion blog platform? The do's and don'ts. I would say the do, the, so far what I've learned is the do's is be open. Um, be open to any type of collaboration. You never know where it can take you, even if it's something that you're not really, you haven't really experienced or you're not really seasoned in. Um, being open and, hmm, that's a good question. I think putting yourself out there is something that you definitely should do. <laughs> As you say, like going to networking events, um, really, um, refining your online presence is something that like curating your brand and what you stand for. That is something that is a definite do. Um, in terms of don'ts, I think don't not be consistent. (laughs) So be consistent. Um, and I would say, yeah, again, in terms of like being open to anything, not, not burning bridges with, um, potential people, you never know who you're going to meet and you never know what somebody could be for you or what you could be for them. So I think being open is probably the biggest do and don't like to not be closed off to opportunities and to definitely be open to, um, you know, wherever this journey takes you, you never know. I mean, what I have Afrogia as a platform now, it may not necessarily be where, where I, I imagine it to be in the next few years, it could be taking off into somewhere else. And I, I think I read a study somewhere that majority of millennials will not, will be in jobs, that are not even created yet. Um, some really straight, like outrageous percentage of, of us are not going to be doing jobs that even have a job description. So you'd never really know where it will take you. And so I think just being really open to, and I'm really open to the possibility of where Afrogia will take me on. I mean, I started in eight, in 2018 of this year, uh, January of 2018. And I mean, I didn't think it would take off in this direction. And so who knows where it can kind of be. And that's, from, that's building off of a life, a lifetime passion and um, passion for being creative. So that's what I would say to that. <laughs> yeah. And I was just talking, I'm love, I love that you, you are, and that's to me kind of differentiates the, the people who are actually in it for the passion and the impact compared to the people that are actually in it for the money and the clout. Mm-hmm. And because I was just speaking to somebody, another podcaster, <laughs> funny I was like 12 in the morning um but when you're passionate but anyway yes what's <laughs> and, the time <laughs> and, right and so me and him were were discussing and talking about um networking and it's it's you know speaking to somebody else trying to connect with them and network with them they were not they were refusing to travel they were refusing to go to these different podcasts um 
uh, conferences, other different things. And I'm like, you know, yeah. you don't get yourself outside of that box to put yourself out and be your walking billboard. You're never right. going to, you're never going to see exactly what you can do. And exactly. that's the thing I feel like most entrepreneurs or influencers start off by doing is that they feel that they're so confident within themselves that they know it's going to take off, but it doesn't take off. It's all about who you know and what you know. So when mm-hmm. you're able to speak to these people, you're networking, you're telling them what you do and what your yeah. platform does. They can only believe you as much as you believe yourself. They can, they can only take you as far as you want to take yourself. So if we're, like you said, you're closing yourself off. You're not trying to get out and, and meet and, and, and mingle because it's the fashion industry for one is huge. So yeah. there's never a limit to who you can meet and you never know one fashion blogger might have 1000 followers, but they might know a 10 million follower um, account and they just by friendship. So, and you never know you yeah. point that person out and that other person can be like, Oh my God, Natasha was so great. Blah, 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 blah. You just never know how that can go. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that because to me, I just find that being a pain point um, for me, as far as interacting with other entrepreneurs and, and other people who are trying to like level themselves up. And it's like, well, why don't you, you know, I'm, I'm the queen for shooting DMs. I'm the queen. For, <laughs> I am exactly. The queen do you, for, do you, exactly. I will, I will DM somebody. I will shoot a cold email. Like I, I am the queen for that. Just cause I'm like, you never know who you meet. And there's nice people who know nice people or, or you know, exactly. so yeah, I and I just said that. That's another thing I am just mentioning. I mean, I think particularly to the industry that I am in now, the the fashion industry is heavily saturated, and it's a heavily um, Western European saturated industry. And so I think the beauty in what I'm trying to do, and what I've noticed, what other Black designers are doing, we're all doing the same thing. But I think once it's it's not it's it's a competition. Obviously, there's market competition, but the the fact that we're we're breaking into this industry and making a space for ourselves like it's just even if it feels that it's overwhelming because oh maybe I don't have the the particular eye or I don't have the right connections or I don't have the financial backing for it like I still think if if by any means necessary like if you can do it try it because it's only it's I mean it's time to diversify the fashion industry and and people on the continent of Africa have been diversifying the industry just hasn't necessarily broken into Western markets in a way that it it could and should, and it will. So I think, um, if it does seem intimidating to becoming, to be an up and coming black designer, I mean, don't let that kind of prohibit you from, from entering the market because it is saturated, it is hierarchical, it is dominated by particular interests and particular markets. But I don't think that is something that's something that we all need to work together as like, if you want to put in air quotes, like a global black community, like a global blackness is kind of what I'm trying to promote. And so I think that's all part and parcel of what um, Afrogia is really trying to do. And, and I think each designer that is coming up and coming and that wants to break into the industry, I don't think that should be something that should be hindering you at all. You mentioned as far as the issue that's also kind of plaguing the fashion industry is that there's there's we can't get into that platform. We can't get yeah. into that market. And to to there's there's other ways that we can do that, whether that's social media or whether that's, yeah. you know, put some type of not a publicity stunt, but some type of PR that's behind it. And what I thought about when you were mentioning and talking about that, um, these different types of cultural um, barriers 
barriers that we have to break through was actually um, Amara, um, and I, she's Afro Latina, and she oh, talks about Amara la Negra. <laughs> yeah, and so she talks about. Um, I think it was Univision. I want to say she was really pushing to communicate uh -huh. with, and so she was saying in regards to that the reason why I couldn't get the platform that I could get and. I am a great client. I am a, I am a great platform to even like speak about because of that is because of my skin complexion It's because of what we identify as being Latina. When we identify someone okay. as being Latina, we're thinking of a lighter skin. We're thinking of, of someone that's, that's completely different than what I am. But you know, I speak Spanish. I do X, Y, Z. And so, um, Cardi okay. kind of Cardi B kind of touched on it a little bit, but it wasn't so much of a huger struggle as it was for her. And right. what she was saying was for me to even incorporate what I do into this, it's, it's easy in America. It's easy to, you know, it's easy to do it within America because you were taking enlightenment to me because we over here as, as blacks or so will accept her, but it's different from her own cultural background, but they don't, they wouldn't put her first. And I like that she's taking that social sustainability, but at the same time being herself as well and breaking down those barriers for those other Latinas that might be having that same issue because we are from so many different shades, so many different cultures. Even if we're in South America, we're in Africa, there's so many cultures, subcultures, all of these other different things. And we all deserve the right to at least allow you to see what we have to bring. And nobody should stop you. Like you said, nobody should stop you from doing that. If you want to go out and you want to have that platform for um, the different cultures that's in Africa, the different cultures that's as for her, that's Latina. And that shows that different skin complexion and variation, you know, do that and don't allow media. don't allow anybody else to, to stop you from that. And, you know, that kind of draws back in as usual, finding your niche, you know, finding yeah. your niche and there's going to be an audience, you know, there's going to be an audience. There's going to be someone or whoever that's going to partake in it. It's all about that deliverance and all about your passion and what you like about it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I think it's it's really great to see people like Amara do do some type of you know social and cultural awareness and educate educating on on that type of entertainment style platform. I mean it's just astounding. I mean I work in higher education and so as aside from Afrogia and so it's just like there's there's so much scholarship, there's so much knowledge around these issues and it's just not made accessible. And so I think any platform that can make it accessible is is a is a great and a, a fantastic thing that's happening. I mean, if you if you just look at Brazil, for example, it has the largest population of African descendants outside of the continent. And most people, not, I don't know if most people wouldn't know that, but I mean, you don't think of Brazil as a country necessarily, like the way it's posed in Western media necessarily to be to have that type of visual imagery with with dark skinned people. So I think making this an, an, an issue and it's something that we can be having a discourse about and, and talking about these social and cultural issues and seeing the similarities across, you know, again, whether you're a Creole from Mauritius with of African descendancy or you're a colored um, Cape Town um, local or I don't know, you are an Afro Puerto Rican or wherever you're from. I mean, there are ties and links that I think are really important. And so I've chosen fashion and fashion, the fashion industry to be kind of that channel to, to inspire and to educate and to make awareness of and to ultimately build my brand and my line from.
Yeah, and I think that's as I said, it's so I cannot wait to see it because I know it's Thank hopefully you. it's just gonna create all of these different colors and all these different prints that I'm for me I'm just excited about. I'm a prints kind of person, so yes. I'm really I'm really happy for and I cannot literally cannot wait to Thank to you. share and post the the amazing platform that you're you're creating uh, for the fashion industry. And also, of course, for just in general, those who, who those artists or fashion designers who couldn't make a name for themselves until there yeah. was something created. So I am applauding you for standing you. up and saying that. So that is something that's really, really important to me and why I was like, you know what? I cannot. I have to have you on the show. <laughs> you know? Thank you. Yes, I'm always for the dope women who are doing things that no one else is doing and realizing that it is important for us as women to stand up against that. Not to say that men can't, but it's always almost been culturally or societally mm-hmm. like told that women can't outspeak or do certain different things. So I'm always so blessed to just have women to come or to network with other women who do other things that I'm doing um, yes. that are just like, we have to make a name for ourselves. We have to make a name for, for things that we don't see. So mm-hmm. it's as, yeah. cliche, as cliche as it is, but you know, Mandela was correct. We have to be the change we want to see in the world. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I think, I mean, even with my, the, the collaborations that I've done and the, the designers that I'm featuring, majority of them are women, majority of them are black women. And I think that it's so great to see how their needs, like they're, we're, we're such, we're so diverse and we're, we have intersectional needs and we're crossing different boundaries and we're, we're fantastic really. <laughs> and to see that come through fashion and to come through, to come through in their designs, like, I think that's something that we just have to keep promoting. And if, if I can do it for some one woman and a woman can do it for me and it can just create that domino effect, then I think, I mean, it does sound corny, but I think it's true. It's the only way that we're kind of really step up in, in this climate. Exactly. So I want to thank you again for coming on the show, Natasha. It has been a complete honor and just great to speak to someone who shares the same thing as I do as far as passion. And just like you said, stepping up and, and being that voice for whether women or for men um, mm-hmm. to, to, to just you know, embrace what they actually do and have that confidence in that. And, and like you said, have that platform uh, for them to present themselves for. So I want to thank you so much. Thank again. you. Like this is, thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem is complete blessing to even have someone um, on the show to speak about something that's extremely, it, it's pertinent to what's going on to now today um, within with, uh, like you said, within the height of what's going on um, as far as the world. So I'm, I'm completely blessed to have you on the show. So any, any, um, shout outs you want to do as far as like, um, the social links and anything else that they, they, the followers need to make sure that they connect with you with, although it'll be in the show notes. Just want to make sure that um, everybody has it. Yes. So please check out my Instagram and website. My Instagram name is at Afrogia, A-F-R-O dot D-I-A. And my website's www.afro-dia.com. And please, if you are a up-and-coming designer, I would love to talk. Um, So send me a DM or email me at afrogia.global at gmail.com. 
Thank you. Yes, definitely. Any of anyone who's doing something extremely um, great, whether you're a fashion, like you said, a fashion influencer, fashion blogger, or just a stylist or designer, please yes. make sure you reach out to her. Um, there's no 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 limit. The sky's the limit. So definitely, Natasha's Preach. doing great. Things. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha's doing great things. So if you're really looking to just network and 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 get yourself out there, definitely connect with Natasha and Afrogia. So. I want to thank you again for being on the CEO chats and having a conversation with Nat and for yes. And thank you. You're <laughs> welcome. So see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to CEO chats with the Brown girl CEO. If you like me that much, please make sure that you leave me a comment and a review and also subscribe. If you want to make sure that you stay connected, follow us on all social media platforms by clicking in the show notes below. Thanks and see you next week.